Welcome to episode 129 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, Brian's Sport Techie Event Experience. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get a little bit to, so you can get to know a little bit more about us. <laughs> Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? I thought you were going to say sports techie extravaganza. I was getting excited for the title of this episode. Um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to leave it right in the sports techie thing. So obviously we had Mark Burns who's a writer there on the podcast episode 100 and also as a separate one. Um, I I'd actually never met him in person until this event, which was pretty cool. He just moved up from Washington DC like literally like this week, moved up here to New York City. So it's pretty cool um, you know, to get to know those guys over at Sports Techie. They're doing some big stuff um, and just to see what they're doing. Like they're growing this year. I know they're adding a bunch of staffers. They have some distribution through SI. Um, so yeah, I saw them there, saw a bunch of them there. And then um, even at CES, uh, Eric uh, from uh, from Sports Techie, forgetting his last name, sorry, Eric, if you're listening. Um, but uh, saw him at CES, got to hang out with those guys. So not the coolest fact about me of the day, but a little, little very much in line with where the episode's going. All right, my fact about me of the day, there are always opportunities to add personalization and creativity to everything that you do. One of them that I do is with my voicemail message. What I ask instead of the standard leave a message after the beep, I say, tell me something fun you've done recently. Because then you've got, one, you catch people off guard, but two, people have to tell you something about themselves. And the responses I get are usually pretty good because the people are like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And if anybody does not give me one of them, I instantly ding them for not being awesome. That's funny. Is What's the percentage of people who will answer that question leaving a voicemail versus won't? 95% do. Wow. It, it, and I mean, this can be somebody from the dentist's office, my, huh. uh, my father-in-law, uh, a friend, my friends love it. Granted, we don't leave voicemails yeah. very often because who actually calls anyone. But in the event that that does happen, yeah, it's ninety-five percent success rate. Wow, that is kind of interesting, man. That's I might I might borrow that one from you as an experiment to try something like that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's just it's another opportunity for engagement. Everything's everything's your brand. So I don't want my voicemail being lame. Simple as that. Nice. Which brings us back to today's topic, Brian's sport techie event extravaganza experience. <laughs> so, Brian, you're at the event in New York. I actually don't know much about it at all, which is why I want to do this podcast. Tell us about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an in, invite uh, invite event, small thing, but I think small was like still like 60 or 80 people, which was pretty nice. Uh, the first event Sports Techie had done, um, and they had invited me over to that. Uh, it was this Wednesday. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to air, so probably a little a couple days prior. Um, but it was very interesting. They had four people kind of you know do a little bit of a like the the shortest keynote you've ever seen, like five to ten minutes, just to kind of get an intro to these guys, what they're doing, what their point you know point of view is, generally speaking. Uh, from a sports tech, sports business perspective, and then they did a then they did a panel discussion, um, and it was uh, Tucker Fort from Smart Design, uh, Jason uh, 
Pore, I think. I'm totally butching everybody's names, but he's from Peloton Cycle. This one I'm going to get wrong. I wish I would remember. I know I asked twice how to pronounce his name, and now I'm screwing it up. It's X-A-V-I. Yavi or Zavi, I don't know, from uh, the head of innovation and design at Gatorade. And then Eugene Aletto, the CEO of Bedgear, which you and I have talked about on this episode because they are a big sponsor. did a huge thing with, uh, with the Matt Dallas Mavericks and a few other teams. So we've talked about some of this before. Um, so it was very interesting to get their perspectives and also meet those guys in person, which was which was pretty neat. Uh, were they li- Facebook living that by any chance? I believe I know they were streaming it. I don't know where. I assume probably to Facebook, um, but I'm I can't guarantee that that's where it was. But I do know they live streamed it, so I, I, it might may still be up if people want to see it. Can you give one or two takeaways? from your experience, whether it's someone you met, the keynotes, the speakers, just anything in general. Yeah, I I think boiling it down because it's pretty cool because it's piggybacking right off of CES. And so I think all of us, Sport Techie was there, obviously. I was there. I know Eugene Aletto was there at CES. Um, I think the other guys were also there. So we all were coming fresh back from CES. So the conversation very much pivoted around um, like sports tech but very specifically in like the wearable tech stuff, right? Because Peloton is integrating with other wearable technology, some of the wearable watches to where, you know, you can do the ride in your house on Peloton with a screen and your instructor, cool. And then that data is getting dumped over to your device or uploaded to whatever platform that you're using. I think there was a couple interesting things that came up. One was that the wearable space is way too saturated, which I agree with because you know, we were there, we have client in the wearable space. Um, and so walking around the area, man, there was dozens and dozens and dozens of like brand new startupy wearable. There's a wearable for everything now. Right. Um, so that, and then there's a million platforms because every one of these wearables also has an app, of course. And the problem becomes, unless you're best in class or unless you can deliver something that's truly unique to the marketplace that hasn't been done or a different way of doing it, it's going to be very difficult. It's a very noisy space. So the conversation around the wearable tech side really kind of, if I boiled it down, was like, it's too saturated. These companies, a lot of these companies are either going to disappear to smaller ones or there's going to be a lot of M&A action. They're going to get bought up by a bigger brand that does this to either get their technology or to just like get an extra leg up on, uh, you know, corner of the market a little bit more. Um, and the other thing was that that's like the hardware, which which is interesting because typically these companies look at themselves as like, look, we're both a hardware and a software company because you have to be. But they were saying, look, we think it's going to split and divide into two pieces where you're going to have hardware companies that make really good wearable and technology stuff. And then you're going to have the software companies. And a great example of that is Strava. Strava doesn't make hardware. They're a great software company if you're a cyclist or a runner. And then there's great hardware for watches and bike computers. And now there's you know stuff in your shoes and stuff to tell you how high you're jumping for basketball that you know I met with some guys over there called uh, Vert, H-Vert, G-Vert, something like that, for shooting hoops to tell you how high you're jumping and how consistently and very, very interesting stuff. So they're saying the market's going to get divided on that. You're going to have great hardware companies, you're going to have great software companies, and it's going to get consolidated through mergers and acquisitions. So that was one point. Um... You know, the other thing, too, was especially because you and I have talked about Bedgear before, where, you know, obviously from an outsider's perspective, we talked about what they were doing with the Mavs. They're obviously very going very hard after the sports science side, and they're leveraging their relationship with the teams, not just to obviously sell their stuff to the team, 
but to use the team as basically a jumping off point for marketing and PR. Um, and meeting Eugene um, and seeing him speak and everything was, I, I think, very, um, very interesting to get his very direct perspective on where that part of the industry is going. And they're super specialized. So at least from his perspective, the industry is going to continue to be very niche, very specialized for obviously, you know, he's talking about bedding and stuff like that, where, you know, it's going to get you recovered and sleep better, which obviously for everyone, you know, you perform better on every level. Um, but then the rest of the industry as well, where it's, um, you know, the more niche that you can be where you're delivering extreme value in that piece of the niche are going to do very well. And then, of course, like doing kind of what he's done, we're partnering up with the team side creates, of course, legitimacy for the brand, but then also really good PR and marketing for the brand. On the flip side, you know, one of the things that was another big or, or, you know, maybe the third thing I'll I'll talk about um, and then see if you've got any questions on this stuff was it was very much about customization, right? Because you have bed gear, which is, all right, great, you know, you're going to find, you know, you're, they're going to customize the pillow and the sheets and the bedding and all that kind of stuff for you, how you sleep, your body type, how big you are. Then you had Gatorade there who was showing off, and I took some cool photos while I was there. They're totally customized. You know, they're the caps now. They're like the talk, GX? Yeah, they talk over Bluetooth to this device, and it like tells how much to put in what into the drink mix based on your hydration levels and your body type and all this kind of stuff. Super, super customization from a hydration perspective on the athlete. You got Peloton who's talking about, you know, obviously you're buying hardware, but then you're customizing, I guess, quote unquote, I'll use customizing. Um, like what classes and what teachers and what type of cycling you want to do. So the the customization part of the industry was very interesting to me. Um, but at the same time, a takeaway that I had and a thought that I had was also like, okay, you get, you're, you're, you're walking a very fine line when it comes to customization. Because if you give consumers too many options, they have choice paralysis, right? So it's like, hey, you can do everything and then nobody does anything. So there's value in my perspective to like not having too much customization, but we're talking about at least the very like high, high end, super niche market of athletes that want that extra edge. The super customization might very well win in that side of the market. So it was very cool, very interesting uh, topics, and uh, it was very like easy going kind of panel. wasn't super serious since it was kind of a private small event. Nice. And for those of you who want to hear a little bit more about the Gatorade GX platform, Brian and I did do a podcast previously on that. Check it out. So, Brian, you just gave a ton of takeaways. I'm going to give one. For me, every time I go to an event, watch a video, read a podcast, I'm taking notes. I want to be able to learn and remember from that experience. So for those of you who want to continue to grow, I recommend taking notes and Brian, by the way, use Evernote. Uh, I live and die by Evernote, the app. Brian, time for you to give the action item for today. Oh man, action item. You know, it's been a while since we've asked, asked favor of the audience. Look, we know there's hundreds and hundreds of you guys now listening to each episode. We thank you for that. We're getting some better distribution. We're getting, like, There's a lot of great stuff we're going to do this show. It really helps us if we get reviews on iTunes in the podcast section. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, do us a favor. It's, I know it's a little weird. iTunes is weird now how you leave the uh, you know comments and the five stars. But if you like this show... Go to iTunes or in the podcast app and rate us and or share it. We would really appreciate that. And you know why? Because not only is it good for everybody else who's going to see it, but Brian and I want to know your thoughts so that we can improve the show. Yeah, leave it. Leave good remarks. And if there's something you feel like we can do better or improve on, leave that in the notes. Like, be honest. We read this stuff. 